Hello and welcome to the PhD Life Raft podcast. I'm Emma Brzezinski and today I am talking to the wonderful Amy Boyd. We are talking all about the inner critic and how to deal with perfectionist tendencies. I am sure many of you will relate and I do hope that you enjoy this episode. Hi, Emma. Thank you so much for being here. I know you are super, super busy and I really appreciate you taking the time. Thank Um, you so much. I'm excited to dive in. So I stalked you online. Let's let's just get that straight out there. (laughs) (laughs) I I just loved what you were doing. I loved the way that you frame things up. We're going to get into that a little bit later. But um, when you're working with um, doctoral students and um so it's a lovely to have an opportunity to talk to you more about the work that you are doing um so thank you thank you for saying yes yeah thank you for inviting me I'm I'm really happy to be here um so first of all I always ask people about their own journey through the PhD so can you tell us a little mm-hmm. bit about into the PhD through the PhD after the PhD yeah so I I actually um I am an EDD, so I'm not a PhD. Um, So my doctorate is in education. So I am, uh, I'm a former educational leader. I was an elementary administrator. I was a central office administrator. And then I was a national education administrator in the U S and I almost quit my doctoral program after I received the dreaded letter, the six-year letter, Um, the six-year letter that basically tells you either you decide or we're going to decide. And so I sat for the, I sat in the drift for four long years um, before I decided to go all in and finish. And so how was that? How was that then to go on and, and finish? Cause you did finish. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and it's weird. That? Yeah. It's weird. Cause I, I don't think we talk about, um, I know that there are so many of us that, you know, kind of find themselves feeling stuck. Hmm. And, you know, I never really talked about the, the strangest feeling when I received the letter and that was, it was a little bit of panic, but it was also just a huge overwhelming sense of relief Yeah, because I knew that at that point it was going to be over. Either I was going to decide or my university was, was going to decide. Mm-hmm. And so it really was, I decided, you know, at that point point in time that I had just, uh, I'd come too far to quit and I needed to figure out how the heck I was going to get it done. And my problem was that I, you know, I, I felt like I knew what I needed to do. I was, you know, I'd been in education for 20 plus years. And so I, I, I knew my topic, it was just, I had perfectionist tendencies. And so I, you know, basically thought that my writing was rubbish and I didn't have anything meaningful to say. Mm -hmm. And I knew that no matter how much I beat myself up, no matter how much I punished myself, 
there was no way that I'd be able to make progress and finish until I addressed the elephant in the room, which at that point was my, my paralyzing inner critic, the inner mean girl. And so it really took, you know, I, I tell people, I, I came out of the, the dissertation process, a completely different person than I was when I came in. And I don't know if you can relate Emma, but totally. It, it, well, I mean, I always say the PhD is a personal development program <laughs> and you get a thesis as a kind of bonus. And, oh. and I think we don't really talk about that very much. So actually this is, it's life-changing in in all the best ways hopefully in all the best ways but it is life-changing it, it isn't mm-hmm. just a, a you know a certificate yes. um, and so absolutely that absolutely that you're, you're a different person the other end and hopefully in in a in a way that you feel very proud of that you've yeah. all that change that you have done kind of stepping into that into fear yeah like when yeah. <laughs> you're doing yeah. something really scary, you've never done it before. How do you know yeah. how to write a dissertation if you've never written one before? So it takes a lot of um, just willingness to have it be messy. And for pe- uh, for people like me who are perfectionists, that was that was where I kind of tripped myself up for a long, long time. Mm. Well, as you know, there, there are so many. <laughs> It's so common, isn't it? As you know, yes. you work with lots of PhD students, so do I. Um, perfectionism is endemic and it mm-hmm. is crippling. And uh, so, let, so, let's, so let's sort it out. In, yeah. in the next 10 minutes, Amy, come on, <laughs> let's do this. Let's no do it. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> so you, talk, you just mentioned there, and I love the way you frame this up, you talk about the inner mean girl. Mm-hmm. And so tell us a little bit, a bit about her and tell us how oh. you um, recommend dealing with her. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting because, um, you know, we don't, I didn't realize the the power that my thoughts had mm. and how, um, and how my, my thoughts were really affecting my ability to take action. And so for so many years, I've I've battled with, I call, you know, some people call it the ego. Some people call it the inner critic for me. I just, I really identified with the inner mean girl because I think we can all kind of, um, relate to that feeling like maybe in middle school where you have like, you know, there's a bully (laughs) and, um, we have one of those that we've created inside of us, uh, as a form you know, to really kind of help us protect ourselves. And so for me, I just, you know, I would say things like, you know, maybe I'm just not smart enough or, you know, maybe I'm just not meant to do this. One of my favorite um, thoughts was like, I'm just not disciplined enough to do this. And so I didn't realize it took me actually letting go of those stories and, and really being able to understand, um, the belief systems that I set up. Um, so I thought it was true. I thought it was true, you know, that I'm, I, maybe I'm just not meant to do this. Um, and so in thinking that all of my results <laughs> were confirming that thought. And so it really took me, you know, it took therapy and a life coach to really help me get through, um, get through that really ability to befriend 
the inner mean girl and, um, you know, really take her with me, um, walking into fear, allowing the process to be messy and really understanding that, you know, it takes the openness, the willingness to be able to have the courage to fail. Um, so I used to say like, I can't fail. I can't, if, if it's not going to be perfect, I'm not handing it in. And Mm. so instead of actually, you know, walking through that revision process where I put, I submit my work and then I get feedback, I would basically set myself on fire first and just Mm. not Mm. want, you know, to, to put myself through that process. And so I learned to adapt, like failure is just really something that I want to include in my life. Um, discomfort is something that I'm willing to feel in order to grow. And, um, you know, if, if, if failure is like a a trigger, then, you know, it could be learning, you know, failure instead of failure, I'm learning. Yes. And, um, instead of just kind of failing first by not hitting submit and, and being willing to take action. Oh, I know so many people are going to be able to relate to that. It's not perfect. I'm not Mm -hmm. handing it in. Yeah. Um, And it's, it's that, then it just paralyzes, doesn't it? And that's, there's, well then, and then you get stuck and then, and then um, you, well, it's, yeah, it's it's just all around not good when you're mm-hmm. in the, the perfectionist paralysis moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that sense of, like you say, being able to say, I'm learning, not mm-hmm. yet. I haven't got it perfect yeah. yet. <laughs> it's, but, it's not there yet. Yeah. And in order to be able to kind of grow from, you know, go, going from these thoughts of I'm not good enough or I'm not smart enough, it takes it takes literally retraining your brain to tell a different story. And so I would go from, um, you know, I don't know enough to write. Like that was something I used to, (laughs) I used to end up in the, in the research rabbit hole, uh, whenever I had a writing block and I would just hide and I would download more articles. Like, I don't know, I had 150 more articles to download just so that I didn't have to take action. And it took actually becoming aware of those thoughts that were keeping me stuck in order to start, you know, retraining my brain, bringing awareness to those thoughts, retraining my brain. Instead of saying, um, I'm afraid to fail, I would say, I have the courage to fail. And when you can, you know, when, when you do this, repeatedly, like it's, it takes a lot of work. It takes constantly reframing thoughts. Every time I sat down to write, I was deliberately trying to think thoughts that were going to make me feel better and lead to me taking action. And that would require me to change, to, to change the thoughts that I was thinking. Yeah. And as you say, that's not easy because in a, in a mean girl, she knows just Mm -hmm. what buttons to push. Yeah, she is just like that bully who mm-hmm. who sniffs out weakness, yes. <laughs> and then knows exactly what to say. And like mm-hmm. you say, these this is deep seated stuff. You know, therapeutically, we call it the in, in, an interject, mm-hmm. something that you've taken from the outside, you've taken it in, and it's been with you for years. Yeah. So as you say, in terms of reprogramming that, that's a that's a big piece of work. 
but it is possible. But yeah, it is possible. It is. It is. Um, yeah, there's so much that I love about that. And it, and as you say, you can then free yourself up, you can mm-hmm. then allow yourself to move forward rather than being stuck in that pattern. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, once you once you're doing that, you're gonna fly. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's like, you know, looking at, okay, what result do I want? Maybe it's, maybe it's not the, you know, maybe you're done with your dissertation and maybe it's that next, maybe it's that next, you know, career move or, you know, that appointment at a university, you know, for a professorship, or maybe it's, um, it's, it's actually kind of going to that. We were talking about transforming into the next version of you. And it's almost, you know, putting yourself at the finish line and having that result that you want to have in your life and then asking yourself, what do I need to believe in order to reach, to get that result? Mm. And, and so it's, it's bringing awareness to, you know, those, those mean girl thoughts or, um, you know, the inner critic, the ego, and then being able to reframe those thoughts. And then being able to put yourself in future you at the end of your transformation and asking yourself what you need to believe in order to reach that goal. Because once you have those thoughts, then you can take inspired action and you'll be feeling better, you know, more inspired, more empowered. And that, you know, that can help you get to that end result. I love, cause I love that you um, talk a lot about the future Dr. You. And mm-hmm. I, I love that. And I think it is that, that real sense of anchoring yourself in that future yeah. when, when you've got to that place. Um, and then, again, I'm, I'm always saying that the, the PhD is, is a mindset game. It is mindset. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And getting that mindset, going to the mindset gym, engaging in practices mm-hmm. that are going to strengthen you. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah. It's almost like you're tapping into that future version of you. And making decisions as her now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's really powerful stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I'm going to ask a question that I asked yeah. everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, in terms of um, top tips, then, in terms of identifying, and I'm sure we can all identify the inner meanie yeah. in all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, how to deal with that, how to kind of, um, we've talked about anchoring the future, but do you have anything else that you would recommend um, for working with that? Yeah, I think once, you know, it used to hit me the hardest when I would sit down for a writing session. Mm. And that's when I used to start like, you know, procrastinating (laughs) or my favorite was like planning vacations that I never took, but When you start, when you sit down to write and, you know, that resistance is going to come up and if you can plan for it, plan ahead of time. So, you know, if that, if you have um, the ability to just pause and just start writing down some of those thoughts, maybe, you know, there are so many belief systems that we've accepted as the truth and it's kind of, you know, disrupting those, those thought patterns to be able to, to say, okay, what am I thinking right now? Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's, I, I do it all the time. I still, you know, I, I, we call them thought downloads. <laughs> I do them constantly. Um, especially if I feel like a negative 
uh, emotion that's starting to come up. I really like to be, um, to be really clear on, you know, my mental making sure I know where I am mentally. And so in terms of tips, I would say when you sit down to write and that, and that resistance is popping up, just start writing down the thoughts that you're having. What is it that is specifically preventing you from taking actions? And, and, you know, the process is hard. The process of writing a dissertation of completing your PhD, your EDD, your terminal degree is, is difficult. Do you want it to be hard and expansive or hard and stuck? And this is why the work is so important to be able to do this thought work. So if you, when you find the resistance is coming up, do a thought download, see if there's any way that you can reframe those thoughts and just being able to say at the end of a thought, like if it, if it's something like, um, I'm not smart enough to do this, or I'm, it takes me 20 times longer to do something than it does, you know, my colleagues, you can even just put some distance by saying, and that's just a thought that I'm thinking because in doing so you're really detaching that you're kind of disrupting that as a truth mm-hmm. and looking at it like, you know, maybe this isn't, maybe this isn't the truth mm. and being able to separate there. I think there's so much power in, in just really getting clear on the thoughts that you're thinking and how that is um, you know, inspiring you to feel a certain way, which is making you take action or not take action from that yes. feeling and then being able to produce a result. And then just, you know, if you do the, the thought download, just really putting yourself at the finish line, like you, we were talking to Emma about like, you know, that you're transforming into a different version of you and better. And if you can put yourself there and take on the identity of a finisher. So this is what a finisher does. A finisher would write every day. You know, um, a finisher is willing to be able to accept the, the, the fact that you might not meet your own expectations and that's okay. You're going to fail many times. But when you fail, you're also going to have your own back and you're going to treat yourself with respect and you're going to honor yourself and you're going to use this opportunity to learn and take care of yourself. Oh, I love that so much. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And I loved what you said about, do you want this experience to be hard and expansive or do you want mm-hmm. to be hard and stuck? This sense of expansion. Mm-hmm. Um and checking in with your, yeah, just checking in with that. And I love the sense of witnessing, witnessing your thoughts as thoughts, mm-hmm. as thoughts. That's yeah. re- again, really powerful, really powerful stuff. Um, Amy, thank you so much. Thank that you, is, Emma. Um, I know that people will want to know more about you now. Who is this Daisy? They will be saying. <laughs> so, um, so I will have all your um, details in the show notes. Okay. Um, good. Uh, thank you so much for the work that you do. Thank you for taking the time to be with us today. <laughs> thank you so much for your time, Emma. And I appreciate the opportunity to be here with you. Oh, bless you. You're so welcome. Um, and thank you all for listening. 